Hey, Stripper Whispers, this is Corey Michaelis with my live stand-up comedy tour dates. If you don't want to hear them, hit 30 seconds forward twice and 15 seconds backwards once. I will be in Spokane, Washington at Spokane Comedy Club May 12th with Chad Daniels, May 13th through the 15th Tacoma Comedy Club, also with Chad Daniels, May 23rd, also Tacoma Comedy Club, but with Mr. D. Joe Dombrowski, then I have about a bunch of time off before I go to Dubai, June 24th through the 30th. Uh, come see me live, subscribe to the podcast, click five stars and give us a review. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Stripper Whisper, the podcast where I get behind the G-string and interview strippers about their lives outside the clubs what it's like working in the clubs and how we can all be good customers in their space and spaces. Today we are virtual. I'm not even home. I'm in, um, where am I? Oh, I'm in Bandon Dunes, Oregon on the Oregon coast. Uh, and I'm talking to Roxy who is in Boise. Say hi, Roxy. Mm, hello. Wonderful. We're here. And I know, the episodes are very compelling and wonderful to listen to. But uh, before we get started, if you'd like to put a face to the voice, I don't even know if a face is on your Instagram, actually. But anyway, check out Roxy on her Instagram at ginger underscore pole underscore dancer. Wherever on our Patreon page, we are at stripper whisper on Patreon. Uh, ginger you love moscow mules right it's got to be yes they are delicious yeah 100 <laughs> the reason has nothing to do with anything else um speaking of moscow mules uh we ought to do a shot to start because it's the only yeah. way i can have the courage to talk to beautiful women on a podcast i have i know it doesn't look i always it's vodka i promise but there's a little bit of gatorade zero in it because <laughs> I just, um, that's how I roll. Cheers. Nice. And I have a mini gimlet, gin gimlet. Gin me. gimlet. Oh, what is that? <laughs> Cheers. Let's take it and then tell me what that means. Tink, tink. <laughs> Woo, I poured a big one. Whoops. Ah. What does that <laughs> mean? Gimlet, gimlet? A gimlet? Um, it's, well, this is a simplified version. It's essentially gin, uh, triple sec, and lime juice. Okay. So I just did a mini version in a shot. It's not normally a shot, but typically a drink. I see. I yes. I'm a big fan of anything triple sec because that's pretty sweet, right? Yeah, triple it's like an orange kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. citrusy sweet, oh, and I like that. Uh, a little extra of that, and then every you know, if, uh, if someone's making me a margarita, I'm like, hey, toss in mm -hmm. a little extra. Gin mm -hmm. is very opposite. Uh, and it's like almost uh, like drinking a tree. So <laughs> it's herbal. Yeah, it's got herbal, but I think the citrus kind of balances it. So I really like citrus with any alcohol, really, but I like it with gin. It's very Fair refreshing. Enough. Have you ever had a green tea drink or green tea shot? Not an alcoholic beverage with green tea. Right. I've had green tea, other things, but not Actual. alcohol. No. Yeah, okay, ready for this. This is Jameson, typically, or I think any Irish whiskey. Um, peach schnapps. It's right up my alley. 
very much like fruity, uh, sweet drinks. And then just lime or lime juice, I think. And it tastes, tastes like you're drinking green tea. Wow. And it That's is very, very dangerous. <laughs> oh, it sounds dangerous. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking whiskey that tastes like fruit. Like it's just not a girl, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. I have to try that sometime. Good. Good. Well, we're so glad to have you. And, um, you know, what we start also with after the shot is how we connected because uh, I don't always know. And sometimes guests don't always remember. So do you, how, do, how have we connected? How do you know about uh, this? Or how did I reach out? Did um, I... Yeah. So, I mean, you definitely reached out to me. Um, but I did know of your podcast. Um, I just wasn't aware you were looking for people. Uh, until I looked on your page. So um, I did know of you, but you definitely reached out to me. And a listener and a guest. Big fan of that when that happens. Um, <laughs> recently, what I did was I scrolled through everyone who follows the Instagram page for the podcast and just mm -hmm. tried to like take a peek at those tiny little circle, you know, right. profile <laughs> photos that are this big on tiny on my phone and be like, all right, is that someone who dances? Let me click on the profile mm -hmm. and maybe see. Yeah. And then, of course, your your handle kind of gave you away, I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so I reached out that way. And in Boise, I've ha I happen to know Lacey, who's great. And another Lacey, I just interviewed a second Lacey. Mm. And her episode will be out soon. And um, an angel to some is what she goes by on Instagram, angel to some. Is that somebody you know? Uh, um, it's possible. It sounds familiar, but I'd have to see the face. But I do know pixie, one of the ladies. So. Cute pixie blonde haircuts, and she's Oh, no, that's and, not uh, the one I was thinking. Okay. But <laughs> the one that I know knows Lacey. <laughs> so. I bet you it's, it might be the same because she has changed her hair recently. So. Yeah, um, possible. And I was about to say her name, but I, that might be her real name. And I don't know that we revealed that on the podcast. So we're not saying it, um, but she's great. Angel underscore two underscore some. She's also wonderful, but that's great that we connected. And I love when it's like, it's funny. It's like, I wouldn't, I won't even watch a movie unless a friend is like, Hey, this movie's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can understand. I don't know how anybody would agree to any podcast ever unless their friend. Yeah. <laughs> co-signed it so um yeah. but it happens um mm -hmm. you're 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 an inter interesting uh, uh case study in someone who uh has not danced or stripped in the last year since covid uh reared its ugly head and well uh, or can I clear? Can I clarify please. a little? So yeah. I have not stripped, no, but I do pole dancing um, at a studio, and I have pole danced since COVID hit. So that is a different experience. But I don't know if you want to hear about that. But I think I have too. Then, if we're if that, <laughs> no, I definitely do want to hear about it because because um, because yeah, as your Instagram handle alludes to, and then your page as well. Um, that you do pole dancing in what capacity? Educating, fitness, all of the above? You tell us, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely not a teacher. I'm, I'm mainly a student really, but um, it's kind of funny. I actually got into stripping before 
I actually took pole dancing classes. So I ended up doing pole dancing a little after um, and then came back to stripping. So I've kind of done it in a kind of funny order. But um, so pole dancing, I've done, um, I think, almost five years now. Um, but it's kind of similar. It's kind of on and off because I have a lot of different interests. So sometimes I'll go, you know, six months doing pole dancing, take a break, do something else, come back to it. So um, it's it's also sort of part time. Um, but yeah, I just do it at a studio. I've done it at two studios here in town, which are actually the only studios, um, Ascension um, Studio and uh, Ophidia is the other studio. So I've done it at both. Um, but yeah, I'm still a student. I'd say I'm intermediate um, difficulty level. I'm, I'm definitely not advanced like some of the other girls you've you've talked to, but um, I love it. So um, I like pole dancing in all of its forms, you could say, <laughs> including stripping. So yeah. That's wonderful. And you, um, so there's always an interesting like, so you are unique in that respect of like, when you started taking the classes, was it with the impetus of like, I think I want to do this for money? Or was it, what was the initial reasoning behind taking pole dancing classes? Was it? Um, mainly just, I missed the dance element of, of being a stripper. Uh, you could say, because that really was the big draw for me in the first place, which I can get into more. But um, yeah, I just missed the dancing element of being a stripper. And, you know, that was really the only other option because um, I don't have one at home or anything. Uh, so I just missed that. Um, plus, just I wasn't educated when you start generally as a stripper. They don't teach you what to do. They just you, you're just thrown in to the pit and uh, expected to learn on your own. And I really had no idea what I was doing. So I'm like, let me educate myself on the proper way and the healthy way to do these moves and things. Um, so mainly education and just because I miss dancing because I've been dancing like almost my entire life in one form or another. So, um, yeah. So you danced a bunch your whole life. And then what, um, so I guess the better question is what was the impetus to decide to do that dancing without your clothing on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? You're like, hmm, where did that happen? Right. Um, well, let's see. Um, so I'll, I'll have to talk a little about my my upbringing. So I was raised in a fairly conservative household. Um, I am from Portland, which is funny um, because they're very liberal. Um, but my parents are fairly conservative. Um, just they have good values, but they just we were fairly sheltered. Russian. Um, <laughs> what? I said Gresham. Gresham? No. No, Davidson? we were actually in no, we were actually in, okay. in Maine, Maine side Portland, but Portland proper. Okay, okay. You know, but but we also moved to Boise when I was 10. So I kind of was raised in both. But um yeah, they're they're more conservative and more sheltered. So sexuality was not talked about, not brought up. Um so I wouldn't say I was repressed, but I was definitely sheltered. So by the time um, that I graduated high school and I started college, um, I was out on my own and it was like freedom. And so of course I did the classic, you know, rebelling in what ways I could and I could dress how I wanted and drink. And um, so that whole story uh, leads up to, um, I guess it would have been seven, eight years ago when I was working um, at a local thrift store and I actually uh, found a book uh, that I started reading that really inspired me. Um, and it's called Candy Girl uh, by Diablo Cody. Um, and it's a true story. And she basically was in a similar situation to me where she 
was in college, white girl, kind of boring life. I uh, hadn't really done anything exciting. And she ran into um, an amateur night just by chance and decided to just do it and ended up falling in love with stripping. And reading her book just like blow my mind. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like exactly the same way where I hadn't done it yet, but I had been curious about it. And so reading her book really kind of gave me that strength of like, maybe I should try this. And then of course, we had an amateur night here at the torch um so yeah that would have been seven years ago um and of course theirs is on super bowl sunday so super bowl night and amateur night so it was packed and this upcoming weekend <laughs> yeah actually i don't know if they're doing it right now but so yeah so that's kind of where the whole thing started where i mean and and then through that process of doing that amateur night and i was scared to death and um, but I did it. And um, so, of course, you probably know Boise's not nude stripping, like it's bikini dancing, essentially. Um, so I never had to get super naked. So bikinis never really bothered me. Um, and the fact that I'm like, people will pay you to just dance on a bar in a bikini, like, that sounds awesome. So, so after doing an amateur night, and just getting that adrenaline rush and going through that process and seeing all the people just love it and um, gave me that confidence boost. And so, so part of it was a confidence thing. Um, I was really shy and kind of introverted growing up. And then it really helped me get out of my shell. And um, there's a whole whole slew of, of elements that I love, but that's essentially where it got started um, was back in, in college. And then from there, it just kind of kept going. <laughs> that is, um insanely interesting because so I always talk about people probably get sick of it on the podcast how comedy relates to stripping and all this but the only way that it doesn't really is that we do open mics and that's kind of how we get our way in and you guys are thrown to the you're y'all are thrown to the wolves yeah right away <laughs> and you got to figure it out um Granted, there are maybe slower nights, which maybe you could kind of like go, oh, that's kind of like an open mic, but it's not the same. You guys are, you know, um, you all are expected to just, and, and, and we as customers typically don't know. I mean, like we just presume, oh, they all have, they all know how to dance and they all have learned, mm -hmm. you know. But there's not an education. There's no, you don't go get clock hours uh, exactly. or they don't like fund your, they, they don't fund your outfits. They don't fund your, they don't nope. fund that stuff. That's all you. And um, mm -hmm. I got started in comedy in a comedy class. So it's a very similar, like a similar kind of amateur night, but uh, that, uh, I, and I, and I did, and it went well and you're saying it went well, but I am curious. Like I invited my family and friends and everybody I know. <laughs> I mm -hmm. suspect on Super Bowl Sunday seven years ago, you didn't invite everybody, you know, but did you invite no. some people? <laughs> no. Nobody. So, no. So, okay. Well, so my boyfriend brought me and took okay. me. So I have someone. I wasn't alone. Sure. Um, but yeah, my boyfriend at the time um, brought me and I remember you know, I didn't really know what to expect since I was brand new. Um, I knew there'd be crowds, but I didn't really know the vibe. Um, 
And I hadn't really been in the torch before, so that was my first time. Um, but I remember going and just being like, oh my God. And I got so scared and so nervous. I remember I was shaking for like waiting because I didn't know when they would call my name to go up. So there was I was just drinking at a certain point of like, I need a drink. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> calm me down. Sounds like comedy to me, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and just all the people, it was packed. Like because of Super Bowl Sunday, just the whole area was just packed full of people. I was very almost claustrophobic. Um, but I mean, it was exciting though. I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. But I'm also nervous because um, I didn't know what I was doing. I literally had no idea and I'd never been in one. So I didn't know how the stage was aligned and kind of like what moves I was gonna do. I'm like, I'll just go for it. And, um, but yeah, I, I finally, once I got up there, you know, my boyfriend was there and cheered me on. And, um, I'm pretty sure I was only on the stage for like 30 seconds <laughs> because there were so many girls um, yeah. and it was so loud. I couldn't hardly even like hear what was playing. So I just went for it and made some twirls and did some like sexy body rolls on the floor. But I just remember the adrenaline and just my heart was pounding the whole time. And, and afterwards I was like, I want to do that again. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it went really well, but no, I, I kept this very secret. Like, and my parents still don't even know that I do this. Just FYI, like <laughs> I always ask. I, I know, yeah. I, plenty, like my sisters know. I have friends that know, but at that time, because I had never done it before, it was very, very hush hush. And but I did, did tell a few people afterwards because I had so much fun. I was like, I want to share my experience. So um, I did tell a good amount of people, but yeah, not the parents. So. Yeah. Wonderful. That's so interesting. And you, you didn't, yeah, you didn't create like an event bright and, uh, you know, invite them. No, home. not back then. That's the thing. I, I, I mean, phones, I mean, I had a Facebook page or MySpace page back then, but yeah, smartphones weren't a thing. Like social media wasn't as big. So I definitely didn't share um, a lot of the stuff when I got started. I, I didn't have social media hardly at all. So I feel old fashioned, feel old <laughs> in the way I, that I did. Mm -hmm. I um, so, okay. So that's great. I, it's kind of a brilliant, um, maybe, uh, I, you know, I always am interested in like, I, I, I just told you before we start recording, I'm at a golf, uh, retreat sort of resort thing for a getaway to play for the week with my friends. And, um, Golf courses have to close when it gets dark, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you have this restaurant and this bar and this space. Do something else with it. That's, I mean, in my mind as a business person. So to me, this idea of like a strip club being like, hmm, everybody wants to watch the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, so much so that they don't even want to watch strippers. <laughs> like that's how much Americans... <laughs> want to watch the super bowl so here's what we'll do amateur night and then that's an interesting and then out of it uh you know future employees <laughs> mm -hmm. you know did was there any sort of like a manager being like hey that was pretty good or was it so quick and cavalcade of like dancers that uh or or was there any like Hey, reach if you enjoyed this, sign up here for our email list. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Recruiting, um, was there recruiting in any way? Um, not not super like 
forceful, but yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the managers did uh, like tap me on the shoulder at one point and was like, Hey, yeah, if you're interested in dancing that, yeah, you can definitely come and work with us. But yeah, it was very low key. Um, but I did remember somebody uh, reaching out to me just at, while it was there and was like, Hey, you know, if you're interested, let us know. So that That's was so kind of nice. And, and that is actually where I first started. So worked out for them. <laughs> right. And I mean, you have a dance background and uh, you enjoyed it. And did you feel like, would you have done, do you think you would have done it if you didn't have the support or even like the comfort or protection even maybe of a boyfriend at the time? Do you think that made a difference? Um, that's a good question. I never thought of that. Um, I, I probably still would have done it just knowing me. Um, I'm a really curious person about everything. Uh, so especially when I read that book, when, when I get my mind, like an idea about something, I usually have to do it. So <laughs> yeah, I probably would have done it. Um, but I think it was still nice, of course, just have somebody there to cheer me on because I was so nervous. Um, but yeah, I think I would have still done it. Um, but there, there was also something else I didn't talk about if you want to hear in, in terms of also kind of what got me, um, interested. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Um, so the other thing, and I am pretty sure it was around the same time, um, when I was reading that book was you had asked about like other forms of sex work, um, or other sure, forms yeah. of of sexy dancing. Um, so I also had an old school friend. Um, we went to high school and junior high together. Um, we lost contact in college, but then we reconnected. And uh, we went out to lunch one day and we were just chatting about our lives now. And, and I think I had mentioned the book and I was like thinking about this amateur night. And she goes to me like, oh, she's like, I've, she's like, I've done that. And so I start asking her questions and she's like, oh, I was a stripper for a short time. And I was like, oh, let what? Me... Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, let me ask you all these questions and pick your pick your. And so she was talking to me about her experiences. And she actually, though, what was surprising is did um, private dances at um, uh, home parties, like house parties, mm. like bachelor parties at people's houses. So that was a whole nother element of like, oh, I didn't even like think about this as a thing. Um, and because I hadn't done pole dancing lessons, I really wasn't familiar with the pole um, at all. So then I was like, oh, like this might be easier for me because I don't have pole experience. And with her, you know, she had had like a bouncer and she paired up with another girl and they were like, it's very safe and you can make good money. So I even dabbled in that for a while and we can talk about that more if you're interested please yes um, you're uh i'm sure this is something that other folks i've interviewed have done i kind of think you're the first to bring it up and and i have to because because when that question comes up about other sex work it's usually like well yeah i do some camming or i've done um some people have done full service some people have done like girlfriend experience I often forget about, it's like a very common trope in like movies, right? Like mm -hmm, exactly. get the stripper to come to the hotel. And I'm like, yeah. And I've heard a few stories from a few friends of mine of that, but I'm also like, oh, I've never done that or been somewhere mm -hmm. where that's been a thing. 
So yes, yeah. please. So, so early on, was this, I mean, throughout maybe the times that you've danced, but you're making it sort of sound like it was early on where you were like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this is a route to go. Yeah. So I was definitely just sort of in exploratory mode and uh, just seeing what was even available. Um, but she had told me her stories. And so that got me sort of curious. So, but of course this was a while back. So there wasn't really a market you could say like, where do I go to even get involved in this? So, so what I ended up doing was going onto Craigslist. Yes. Yeah. Craigslist. Like, Oh, everyone forgets about Craigslist. So fucking Craig, man. Yeah. So there was that, I think what chance encounters section casual encounters casual. Thank you. Yes, Mm -hmm. They got rid of it. Yes. Because of people like you. I know. But anyway, they got rid of it. Yeah. 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 So basically I advertised through there um, very casually because I'm, I was totally new and I'm like, I'm not doing like nudity and like, I'm just doing Mm -hmm. like the same kind of stuff, but of like, we can do private type of situations and, and all of that. So basically I advertised there Um, a lot of spam, a a lot of responses weren't legit, Um, but I did get um, customers. So I basically, now this is going to sound very naive. I ended up doing most of the work at my own home which apparently is very bad and very unsafe. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, that probably wasn't a very smart idea. But, you know, I'm a young college kid and I'm naive and I'm in my 20s. So, you know, we all do things like that. <laughs> I, also can, I also can see the mindset of like, I want to do this where I, on my own turf, you know? Like I can see that exactly. being a, a thought. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. But and, also, and also, yeah. I don't want you know where I live would be probably another (laughs) side of that coin, right? Yeah. And, and at the time um, I was living alone, I didn't have any roommates, so no, nobody else was at risk, but me, Um, you know, and it was a pretty crappy apartment. I really didn't have any, you know, expensive stuff. Uh, So I wasn't really worried. I'll file it as an insurance claim and uh, (laughs) go ahead. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I ended up doing that. Um, for a while, I want to say maybe at least a year um, or so. And, um, you know, it was a really interesting experience. Um, I mainly wanted it because of privacy for me, because I I wasn't sure if I wanted to go public doing stripping yet. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't, you know, what if I run into people I know? So this was like, a le- well, I don't want to say less risky, but it was a more private way to possibly make money. And also a lot of people are too scared to go to strip clubs as customers. A lot of people are self-conscious and they don't wanna come across a certain way or they get really nervous in crowds. So it's kind of a different niche um, of people that will be interested in that kind of stuff. So I did get a lot of you know really shy people, um, people with low self-esteem who just really wanted a one-on-one experience versus um, dealing with tons of girls and ton- just a lot of overload, uh, if that makes sense. Music, uh, drinks, all the, uh, Mm -hmm. having to be the, um, I mean, a lot of those folks probably wouldn't walk up to somebody at a bar to speak to them. Or if someone walked up to them at a bar to speak to them, forget nudity, just another human. 
it might be entirely like that's too much I don't Mm -hmm. do that so now add in an element of like I find you incredibly attractive and you're naked almost Uh, Mm -hmm. I can imagine or I I can't imagine because it's not me but uh, I I, I get it Um, okay we're talking about this so yeah (laughs) uh, so this was you alluded to it this was 100% 100% besides the amateur night before you did any work as a stripper publicly? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, no pole at this home that you had in college. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, and then how did you filter not just spam, sure, or, or how did you like determine who was like someone you wanted to do the work for? Le- legit (laughs) sure or or you felt like this is safe or a good idea um yeah tell me about that yeah so um it was definitely hard work uh which was i think part of the reason why i kind of left that um because there was so many responses and it was just a lot of work to try to filter out people um but i i pretty much just used my instincts if if people were giving me lots of like a full paragraph, you know, about themselves and details about themselves. And I was like, okay, this seem, this person seems real, um, you know, and non possibly non-threatening. I usually have a pretty good um, barometer for safe people versus non-safe, um, especially going this long in my life. And I haven't had any really bad situations yet. So um, I usually just try to trust my instincts. Um, there were several where I, I would respond uh, with specific questions to see what their response would be, um, to see if they were legit. Um, and then sometimes, I mean, even the other way around, sometimes they thought I was not real, Ah. which I thought was interesting. So they'd actually, (laughs) they'd be like, show me a photo of yourself holding up a newspaper with a date on it (laughs) that I'm real. So that was funny. Um, but yeah, I, I usually just tried to talk to people that I got a good vibe from um, or, or ones where they would like put a photo of themselves up um, where they, they just look like they put more effort into proving that they were real, I guess. Um, and, you know, but there were plenty of times where we even would set up a time and then I would get no showed and they wouldn't show. So there were plenty of the ones that, that may have actually still been real and still didn't show up. So, mm. um, but I did get several good customers that were, um, I don't want to say regulars, but were reoccurring. Multiple. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So we got to talk about multiple things still. This is so interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before I forget it, money, money exchange. Uh, we won't get tacky, but we need to talk about that. Cause that's interesting <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. So this is similar of like, I taught my mom this because they recently tried to sell my dad's truck, right? So you had like a thing of like, hey, maybe send, uh, if you were like, uh, send a photo or send a, or they were like, hey, send a photo with your, the today's date. Um, I, I tell my mom, you in the, and you have to make them answer questions or, or mm-hmm. you have to, you have to give them tasks, right? Because you give people tasks, you filter out so much bullshit. Uh, I, I don't even know if you know, I did stand up comedy until I mentioned a little mm-hmm. while ago, but that was my oh. job. Okay. So um, I, if I'm booking a show, I give potential comedians 
tasks. And that filters out so much of the bullshit. Hey, you have to send me via email a clean video of you doing seven or more minutes. And already, boom, like... <laughs> 80% of the people who maybe were, who would have just written interested, you know, in an email are out because, or they still send an email and they don't do the task. You're out. You can't do the task. I don't want you on my show. Anyway. So like my mom was like, I'm trying to sell my dad's truck, your dad's truck on Craigslist. And I got a thousand emails or whatever today. And I'm like, you gotta give them tasks. And, uh, and mm -hmm. if they can do that, then. But I think that's so interesting that they were like, hey, <laughs> giving you a task <laughs> to determine yeah. your legitimacy. And would you do it? Yeah. You would literally send a, yeah. you would send a photo. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, it was, you know, terrible quality back then. But um, yeah, I think just because I didn't see many other girls advertising for what I was specifically advertising. So I think it was one of these like rarities are like, oh, this sounds too good to be true. So let me. <laughs> so but I, I, I specified, though, I was like, no sex, like, no, you know, right. It's all there's clothing involved. There's no nudity. <laughs> but right. yeah, they still wanted to test me. So. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, my buddy has a funny joke of like. Uh, I'm going to ruin his joke. He's so funny. Tommy Jonigan, follow him on all the things. He says a woman sent him two nudes or two sexy photos. And one was with blonde long hair and one was with brunette short hair. <laughs> He's like, do you just save these up? and send it are these like your old <laughs> tax returns are they in a file folder somewhere on your computer where you just next time you send me and that's what he says he says next time you send me a nude i want you to be holding today's newspaper next to it <laughs> this is a great yeah great joke <laughs> um so that comes yeah. up um so can i i'm curious about the range of folks from you know timid man maybe I, I don't know if it's a spectrum but we got a you know we have a timid man right uh, i assume some couples uh no actually oh. i i never got couples no really and, yeah and i i guess i should specify all of this none of these were parties it was all just one-on-one -on -one, like literally one person oh, okay. and me performing for them so um i never had really? more than one person and it was all men so um, it was very just one-on-one, -on -one, not like actual party oh. environment. Mm -hmm. And you never brought, did you bring somebody with you to feel? No, no, that's the part. <laughs> yeah, that's the kicker is that I did it all alone in my own house. Um, yeah, I had a cat. Uh <laughs> <laughs> They can't that's, dial nine one one. They don't have. Those. Yeah, no that that's the part where I'm like, you know, you know, if I'd known a little better, but I, you know, it was it was good for a while. It lasted, and I have some really memorable experiences. And yeah, and the personalities, um, yeah, definitely timid people. Um, I had a full range of of age ranges. Um, I had young guys. I had older guys. Um, um, yeah, a whole range really. Um, I definitely have. Some, memorable experiences and interesting um particular ones but um yeah no i no mean group. i don't want to uh, you know 
when you say that, I, now I'm like, well, what were they? But I don't want you to have to, what you mean in <laughs> oh, terms of like, mind. yeah. I don't mind sharing. Love, I'm just worried about please. time. So, oh, I, <laughs> I got can go to <laughs> I got an eye on that. No worries. Um, okay. Memorable experiences in terms of like um, something that happened or how they, re- would, yeah. What, what? Yeah. So, you, you know, you had mentioned or asked about crazy stories. Um, so there was two particular ones. Uh, well, you mentioned of, of what customers have asked of me to do or for them to do to me. Uh, and that okay, it, so that question I, I got to clarify. I I always feel badly because I never want that to come across as um, like it's demeaning to you, right? Like uh, I just happen to know that that's what happens, and uh, I also don't want to shame folks for things they enjoy. Um, sure. So so uh, it sounds like you have some good stories, and that's great. But I just want to make sure anybody who's a guest knows I always couch it in a way of like, hey, I get it. People like their things, but we all want to know, like, mm-hmm. it's more to like, go like, hey, some people like this. Did you guys yeah. know that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, oh, yeah. so I'm curious, no, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I know you wouldn't. I, listeners, I always wonder if they're like, because when mm-hmm. I tell people I do this podcast, they're like, oh, yeah, what do people ask them to do? And I'm like, well, that's not... <laughs> I want to know the stories too, but in a different angle of like, wow, how about this? Can you imagine? Anyway, so you're alone. You're at your own home with your cat. And and men have asked or or, (laughs) what's, how does it go? Yeah. So um, there's just two particular ones that um, kind of stuck with me over the years. Um, So one of them was one of my early customers and I have learned that I need to set some house rules because at the time <laughs> I didn't set house rules. And I learned okay. after that particular one, I need to set rules and boundaries. Um, so there was one particular one. He was a younger guy. I believe he was a teacher of some sort um, and a nice guy, handsome. And, and uh, <laughs> wait, was this nice. me? I used to teach high school. So I'm no, like I don't it. think so. I think he was a red. <laughs> I think he was a redhead. I well, think. I'm bald, so all right. Okay, yeah, good, no, he, good. He had hair. <laughs> Continue the story. All right, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like everything went well in terms of like the actual performance. I, I would do between usually like 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what they wanted to pay. And I had, you know, certain prices. Um, and he had done like the full hour. So I, I got through my set and, and all that and everything was good. Um, but then towards the end, he asked me of like, hey, can I pull my uh, genitalia out and finish myself while you're dancing? Uh, and I was, so I don't know like how much language we're allowed to use on here. So uh, you can say classy. fuck or shit okay. or cunt. Okay, but like <laughs> no body whatever. part, no, no body you part. No, I'm kidding. You can say whatever you want. It's uh, <laughs> I mark okay. explicit on the spot on okay. uh, Apple Podcasts where it asks me. Yeah, okay. we're good. Not for okay. kids. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's like, he's like, hey, well, okay. I should back up. First, he asked. So he asked genitalia. genitalia. Yeah. And of course, I was like, but before that, actually, he asked me if I would have sex with him. Okay. If if, if he could pay me. Of to course. Have sex with him. Yeah. And that actually, was like, 
There's no of courses and there's no definitely in any of this. So you got to tell us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was so definitely he, a no. Probably. Definitely a no. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, knowing me, like it, it's hard for me to say no sometimes. So I was like, mm, like, we think on it for a minute. Sure. I was like, no, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I definitely don't have experience in that. So okay. um, I was like, no. But then the next thing he asked was like, okay, well, then can I pull my junk out and finish um yes. and he's he's sitting in a chair like in the middle of a room so he's not like on my couch or anything sure. um he's just sitting in his own chair and i just like i wasn't sure what to say because i'm like i never set any rules so i guess right. technically you can but so, <laughs> so well okay so basically i said yes because yeah. i i hadn't said that so I was like, okay, Go. did you have a question? Yeah, you said yes. Did you set a price? Did you like go for this amount of money? No, so basically- Okay, okay, asked, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so I didn't change anything. Um, he, he offered me a lot of money to like have sex with Have him. sex with him, sure, yeah. Yeah, like more money. And that's where I was like, oh, maybe, yeah. depending on how for me. But then I was like, no, let me just keep my morals, some of my morals. <laughs> here right. so so but yeah and then so he like takes it out and takes his dick out yes it's okay <laughs> so then but then like so i'm still sort of like dancing and he's like oh like, come here and like start talking bad in my ear he's like wants me to talk dirty in his oh, ear man. while it's happening and so i'm and so i'm like behind him kind of got my arms like shoulders and like his chest and i'm kind of fondling him a little and and all that and then I literally see he's trying to like masturbate and like finish himself yeah. off. And it happens and it happens and I'm watching it happen and it's like a volcano and it's crazy. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck did I just do? So from then on, I decided that that's not happening. So no yeah. genitalia out of your pants, keeping it all in the pants. <laughs> hey, but, but he was very also... nice about it. And so yeah. I kind of wanted to let him. So it was hard. So I got to say, okay, we're going to talk about this. First of all, uh, from his perspective, that sounds very, that sounds really, um, that sounds pretty hot. That sounds like a very, like, I could see why he would want to do that. And and it was uh, nice of him to ask, not nice, that was the right thing to do to ask. And then whatever. Um, from your perspective, that there should have been a charge for that would be my uh, my uh -huh. vote. Uh, and so you have to, because you have two options. You can go, hey, I got to set house rules. We're not doing that anymore. Or you could go, oh, okay. <laughs> that uh, we, we need a charge for that. A um, mm -hmm. uh, little concerned about your cat, but you know, hey, it's not my <laughs> business. I mean, you know. Uh, you have kitty litter, though, so you could put that on the carpet to kind of, you know, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't want to get, it was like a volcano, you said, so like, now you have to clean up after. Well, it, it okay. wasn't, it didn't, like, it didn't go up in the air. It, it All stayed on him? In, yeah, oh yeah, it, it is... stayed in the region, so it was okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so All I right. didn't have to worry about any cleanup, so that was good. Got it. <laughs> And there was no part of you that, uh, I mean, you initially considered 
Well, maybe for how much he uh, he he said a number that was like, here's how much yeah. I'd give you if you had sex with me. Yeah, it made you, it it was... made you think. Mm-hmm. But you said no. Okay, got it. Yeah. And even yeah, if you and, be- and because ahead. he he was handsome, like he, I was attracted to him, so I was That's... like, so that helped. But right. that's why it was hard of like, well, I could just do this and enjoy it. But if I'm going to make some money, that would be helpful, too. So, I, wow, I'm 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 honestly a little surprised you did. Now, OK, now we're getting now we're getting some women don't care about this. So but you got a handsome fellow offering you money to sleep with you. And then he pulls out his penis. And you go, well, I'm glad I said no. Or you go, well, that maybe I should have said. Not in my business. You don't have to answer that one. Okay. No, uh, no, it's fine. I, <laughs> I think I, I was happy with my decision. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, it wasn't anything bad towards him. It was more For of sure. like when I saw what was happening and I witnessed what actually happened. The it feeling kind of, of crap out of me. Gotcha. Of like, oh my god, because I was so sort of naive and hadn't had that happen to me. I was right. like, oh my god, I just witnessed this crazy thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I felt okay with my decision after that. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a great answer. So, so, there, so go ahead. Oh well, so there was one other person uh, oh, that I hadn't. Hey, tight. Totally. Okay, yes, good, 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 good. Okay. So real quick on the last guy. Um, you uh you had nobody this isn't the last guy this is the whole thing you had no like you just did this on your own you just were like hmm i'm gonna hop on craigslist and uh there was no like trailblazer that you were like oh my friend she does this and it seems to work out well for her you just went for it yeah yeah that's great so so i did have my friend who i mentioned who sort of gave me the idea um, because sorry i might have forgot because she was doing it yeah so she had done house parties uh like actual like bachelor parties uh and things got it but but then i just sort of like took that idea and came up with my own idea yeah got it yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. that's where I got confused. I think earlier was when you said bachelor parties. I was like assuming that you, but yours were all solo or, or yeah. duo, duo, I it, guess, but one on one. And hers mm-hmm. were the gamuts of probably mm-hmm. bachelor yeah. all the way down to maybe solo. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's, I mean, that's not crazy. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's that like, uh again it's like what i would presume i mean that's the best case scenario mm-hmm. of a man pulling his penis out in a room with a woman yep. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> that's about that's pretty good that's offering yeah, money and- consensual uh you know whatever uh, except yeah. that i i still think uh had you been maybe thinking about it you would have been like by all means for one hundred dollars, you know that's not even yeah, enough, but yeah, okay. yeah, and and of course you you asked about sting operations, and like that was where I was like, ooh, this could be bad. Oh, that like, is interesting. Because yeah, because that was the first time that that had ever even come up, and I think that was the only time that that's really had have come up, at least not in a 
like strip club. Um, I didn't even think so, about that because you're absolutely yeah. right. And this is all in Idaho. Yeah. Where I yeah. don't know the and, state law, but I presume it's pretty, pretty uh, conservative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strict. Yeah. So I, I was uh, like, oh, like I should be careful with this because I don't want to get arrested or something. True. So. I think what you were doing. Okay. Dancing, bikini, Craigslist ad for money. That should be legal, but in Idaho. Yeah, no, that was legal. It was Yeah, that it? was legal because, yeah, I specified in the ad, like, no sex. Like, I, yeah, I flat out put in there. Where what does I the line, oh, what you would be doing, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But by the law, yeah. where do, where is the line between, I don't know, sex and no sex, you know what I mean? For the right. law. Yeah, that I don't know. I don't know yeah. it well enough, but I just figured sure. I'm just going to be safe and just do dancing and I'll be okay. Yeah, I didn't so um, I didn't have sex. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so wow. there was so, that. And what else, what, and so what else happened? I mean, are there other situations that were a little bit yeah. uh, awkward so, or odd or caught you off guard yeah. or whatever? So the only other one that really has stayed with me um, was this older gentleman. And this is actually a composite of this other guy. Um, this older gentleman was probably, I want to say in his like sixties or seventies and, um, married, um, happily married man. Um, very sweet, very, um, really nice. Like the, your perfect customer, uh, that you ask about perfect patron. Um, and pretty much like the first time I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but he just would talk to me and ask me questions about my life. And, and not in a creepy way. It was genuinely interested in me and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and when, um, when I would sort of get close to being done, he would just offer to like buy me food and um, just to like sit and talk and would a lot of times pay me extra like tipping. Um, and so this gentleman actually became a reoccurring uh, customer. And um, the main thing that was so interesting with him is that it was really about just the companionship. It wasn't even about the dancing at a certain point. Like there was a certain me where I hardly did any dancing. We, we literally just sit and, sat and talked uh, the whole time. And he still paid me the same amount of money. And at one point he even took me out to pizza on our last meet so, and I had never been out in public with him, like at all. And so at first I was like, I don't know about this, but at the same time, like he's an older man and I trusted him. Um, hmm. So we all really formed this relationship, which was really interesting. And I, he still like contacts me out of the blue sometimes and just asks me uh. how I'm doing. So it was just such an interesting thing to finally find someone like that, that you can actually have a long-term relationship with. Um, but just as friends and who just really appreciates what you do and doesn't push those boundaries that a lot of the younger people do. Um, huh. Yeah. So that was just really meaningful to me, really, that he For didn't sure. need all of the dancing and all the flashy costumes and things like that. Yeah. He, he uh, do you feel, so you guys had like a pizza party at the end and he brought you a trophy? No. Um, so <laughs> Do you think his um, white married wife, significant other, knew 
or did not know or do you know? Um, she, uh, as far as I'm aware, she did not know because okay. he actually had a rule for me that I could not wear perfume at all when I did dancing. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, okay. and which was fine. And I was perfectly sure. obliging to that. Um, and he even talked about his wife. He talked about his kids. Yeah. He talked about grandkids. He talked about his whole family and basically just said, you know, I mean, you sometimes lose a spark in your marriage after a certain time, you know, mm. and sometimes you just need a little something new or someone new to talk to. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I don't believe she was ever made aware. I mean, it's right. possible that I don't know, but um, judging from what his requests were, I kind of don't think she knew about it. Yeah, pretty sure you're right. That's a little bit of a dangerous move to go to to public restaurant with you uh, by him. He probably... Mm -hmm got a, a bit of a thrill out of that I imagine but uh what do I know yeah and I mean I'm not I'm not sure if where he lived he might have lived like in Meridian which is right next to Boise because we went to downtown Boise and I'm like mm, you know that's not a lot of residential safe. areas so yeah I, I felt pretty safe and um unless his yeah. grandkid the grand grandson went to Boise State and he's like <laughs> Papa, who's she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. that's the woman I asked to pull my penis out in front of last week. Okay. Yeah. So uh <laughs> would have been quite quite oh, no. quite awkward, right? Oh, uh, yeah. uh what a lot of listeners don't really know right now is I mean, we went down this uh path and it's wonderful, but a part of the reason we went down this path is because you don't uh you sort of off and on. Uh, stripping in the clubs um, mm -hmm. because that's just the because you want to and I do what I want or because uh, tell me about that I assume you have other work or you have other income yeah. or something yeah yeah so yeah so I do have a full-time job a regular full-time job um, I got my degree um, at Boise State in art I'm an artist um, actually oh, so that's, awesome. um, that's not my full-time job I have a separate full-time job um that pays the bills nobody is a full-time artist but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so i do have a lot of different interests um but um a lot a lot of it is the schedule of being a stripper i mean you have to work really late uh nights and with a full-time job that can be it's a big load and it can be really exhausting um especially because you're not just up late but you're also dancing and being physical all night long and including alcohol so there's a lot of elements there um, that can just kind of be hard on your body and hard on your soul. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a sensitive person and it's hard to be a sensitive person and be a stripper. Um, you have mm -hmm. to kind of have a, a tough skin in certain ways. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've, I've learned sort of, I can go for, I don't know, three to four months doing it. And then I'm kind of like, oh, I need a break. So then I'll kind of, kind of give it a, up for a little while. But then of course that little itch kind of comes back of like, Oh, I miss this. Some nice little pick me up money. Um, but it does make the money situation harder in terms of being a stripper. And since it's unreliable money, but, um, right. but, but yeah, so I do enjoy it, but also too, um, I have a lot of health problems. I have a lot of chronic pain issues that I deal with. So it's really hard on the body um, doing all of that all the time. So I usually yeah. just have to also give my body a break um, from time to time. For sure. Uh, that makes total sense. Like I, I often, I'm like, how do, you know, when I speak to women who dance four or five, six 
uh, days or nights a week, I, I just sort of go, I, I can't imagine how that happens. And, um, mm-hmm. and so, so that makes total sense. That also generally leads to a question of like, not you can dance and strip forever. There's nothing wrong or weird about doing that. And also it seems as though there might be sometimes a little bit of a limit on how much the body can take and uh, mm-hmm. how long you want to be around that environment. You spoke about alcohol. I, I mm-hmm. you know, as a stand-up comedian, we're getting free alcohol every weekend. And uh, some people are getting free drugs, not me. Cause I am a, no, uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it gets offered and I, I don't, uh, I haven't even had a cup of coffee in my whole, whole life. So I'm not, I'm no drug guy, but I drink, I drink. I know people are like, how do you wake up in the morning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mostly sad and erect, but uh, also not in the morning. I've never been up in the morning. <laughs> it's been a while, mm. but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, uh, I, but I but I drink a bunch of alcohol and it's free. And so, do you see like an end of the line of like, I'll oh, probably not. Uh, I mean, you haven't for almost the last probably 10 months because of COVID, you said mm-hmm. you just have sort of stayed away or it hasn't been allowed or both. Yeah, I mean, kind of both. I know they did shut down for a while, um, but they have reopened. Um, mm-hmm. But I know, yeah, there's certain restrictions in place and masks and things. And um, since pole dancing studios are open. Um, I can still do that, um, but they still require masks and dan- dancing's already hard enough with breathing. <laughs> sure. Dancing with a mask on, that adds a whole nother element that even makes it even harder. Uh, so yeah, so I, I've even not done as much pole dancing because of it. Um, so it does limit you, but in terms of an end game, I'm, I'm 34. So I feel oh, like that okay. is getting up there in the, age range. I mean, I, I know, I know strippers that have stripped in their forties and fifties. So, I mean, it is possible, but just knowing that I have enough body issues, um, health issues at this age, and it just seems to just be slowly getting worse. I probably wouldn't go past my forties. Uh, gotcha. so, you know, I got maybe five, six years, but not necessarily pole dancing, pole dancing, you know, you, I, I know super like 60 people in their sixties that are still doing that. So I could see doing that, but not performance as a stripper. Um, Cause most people aren't going to see that age of people. I hate to like be stereotypical, but most of the time people aren't going to see old ladies on a pole. <laughs> They're usually yeah, going yeah. to see young ladies. So yeah. True. You're you, probably, you would know better than us. So you're probably, and you're probably right. But I do know I've been amazed in the times that I've been to strip clubs and spoken with women and spoken with men and women who enjoy strip clubs or strippers, the wide range of interests. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not saying I'm so I should, surprise is not the right word. I just, I'm like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. When I watch a woman go up to a man and take his hand and say something, and uh, then he goes to get a private dance, mm-hmm. and I think it's just I would be like that wouldn't be who I would choose, and mm-hmm. uh, or, or or who I would pay or whatever, and uh, I'm like that's great. That's, but it's yeah. also very 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 interesting um, it, yeah and some some women are great i mean if that if that's what makes them happy and they know customers that will pay i'm all for that i just 
I don't necessarily know if I could pull it off. <laughs> I think you could be the Tom Brady of stripping. Go till yeah. you're 44. <laughs> he's in the Super Bowl this year and he's 43. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't reveal because this is going to be released later. But uh, Super Bowls this weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all mm -hmm. so insanely interesting and. Uh, you mentioned you do all of this and you have a day, you have a day or night or whatever, full-time job. And you have a degree that is disconnected from your day job. And I, you mentioned who in your life knows and doesn't know sisters or sisters, no parents or mom, not so much uh, by design, I assume and uh the rest of your life like uh people are in the know not in the know boise's not boise's small and people a lot of people know a lot of people mm -hmm. in boise from my experience so have yeah. you who knows who doesn't know have you seen people when you're working that you were like oh hey uh high school teacher yeah. no yeah but, like uh, <laughs> not high school teacher but yeah um so i feel like most of my close friends know uh, that I've done stripping. Um, yeah, it's really just my parents that don't know at this point. I feel like most everybody else is aware um, that I've done it at a certain point, especially now with my Instagram page. I'm like, sure. it's out. Um, so most people do know, um, and boyfriends, of course, uh, I've dated and, and the one I'm currently with, um, they have all been um, supportive of it, sort of cautious about it. Like, mm, let me just come visit you, make sure you're okay. Uh, um, but yeah, they've all been pretty great about it. Um, I had one that was a little jealous, but let's see, because he was a much older man and, you know, I'm a much younger woman. So that's insecurities there. But anyway, sure. um, so yeah, so most people know. Um, and yeah, in terms of running into people, I, I, I've had a few, uh, really only one in particular that kind of freaked me out, which was, um, so I worked for Idaho camera for a really long time, uh, which is kind of our local camera shop that just recently went out of business. And I'm really sad about it because that was like my love because I'm an artist and a photography sure. major. So, um, and, uh, one of the employees did know what I was doing, but there was a customer of that shop who was a very regular customer who, came into the strip club and I was there and that part didn't really bother me because when I get up in my my glam and I it was really I look very different because normally I wear glasses and I'm a lot more toned down um but when I was in my outfit and stuff I looked so different he I don't really think he recognized me so I was okay with that and I played it cool and just pretended like I didn't know him but then he came into Idaho camera like a few days later and I was just, oh my God, like mortified that he would recognize me and like that I would get in trouble with my work. Sure. Cause they didn't know. And so I remember going and hiding in the back of the, <laughs> back of the room, just being like, can you guys take care of him? I Someone don't want to help him. You. Yeah, oh, exactly. Funny. And he, and just, he was such an interesting guy. He was very introverted and kind of, Oh, how do I explain? Like nerdy. He, but he had like an Asian, almost like by uh, what's the term? Like a, a wife for wife for uh, what's the term? 
where you can buy a wife online, like a Russian bride. Oh, mail order. Mail order. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I swear he had like an Asian wife who was super younger than him. And I was like, is this like a mail order type situation? Sure, I wasn't sure. Yeah. And I wasn't going to sure. ask. But he, um, but she's like super attractive, but he didn't bring her with them at the strip club. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, but then I just was so afraid to talk to him at my job when he came back in Idaho camera that sure. I, I never spoke with him again. Cause I was like, I don't want to risk like getting in trouble with your wife who would always come Noticed. into the store and ah. like, ah. so having a, really a weird moment where she walks into Idaho camera, uh, with him, he sees yeah. you realizes all of it and she goes mm -hmm. i just saw a thing happen here yeah. i don't know what yeah. i saw but i saw the and he's like i swear to god it's just a stripper damn it that doesn't yeah. sound great <laughs> yeah i know so you were that was courteous of you you did the yeah right thing, I, think. <laughs> I just kind of tried to like stay away but he yeah. was a nice guy but he was just sort of an odd guy i could never get a like grasp of like why he was into strip clubs but mm. um but yeah it was that that one was really the only one of uh, someone i ran into that i was worried about i feel like all the other people i think I he liked the naked women i'm just guessing but no, i know what <laughs> <Yeah>. you mean <laughs> well that's great and you kind of uh, i was gonna ask it but you brought it up photography is the art that you predominantly do or you're trained in um um yeah in in terms of my degree um that's kind of where i wanted to go and um at the time that kind of was my specialty um but i mainly switched to photography because of the, the business aspect um in terms of making more money because i originally mm -hmm. was a drawing and painting major and switched over so drawing and painting was kind of my first love and I felt like I was really good at it, but there's not a huge amount of money to be made um, drawing and painting unless you're like an illustrator, which I was not right. um, at all. A more abstract type of work like charcoal and um, things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I switched over to photography and um, I also love to travel. So I do a lot of travel photography, but now I've completely switched and I'm doing other stuff um, business wise. So headshots. Yeah. Uh, no, not even, no, ah. not even photography, a totally different medium. Um, oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now I, I actually work on um, nursery art, like for children's art, um, mixed media type of, of stuff with um, paneling and spray paint and canvas and found objects and all sorts of layering and collaging and things like that. So Love a whole it. different aspect um, of my art, but um, yeah, but it's a really good niche. And, and so far, I've, you know, I'm trying to make a business of it and I've sold some pieces here and there. So exciting. Yeah. And that's uh, a phenomenal way to sort of kind of wrap things up, because ultimately the podcast is about uh, acknowledging and observing and honoring that women who dance and strip in all the capacities uh, are also quite typical and talented in all sorts of other ways. And uh, Roxy is a talented artist. And so in addition to having, uh, I'm gonna guess, you don't have to tell us, a uh, pretty boring and typical day job. That'd be my, that's, that's what I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, uh, not boring, but you know, just like a mm -hmm. regular old everyday person day job. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, 
But if you uh, would like to follow her and sort of track her life a little bit in in terms of the dancing and stripping, she's ginger underscore pool underscore dancer on Instagram. And uh, be super sweet and nice if you reach out. Don't slide and just comment on a thing and follow and be nice. And then if you're in Boise and things are fully open and she's under 40 years old, you might see her at the Torch or uh, Lounge or Torch 2 Lounge. Is that the proper... Uh, well, there are two. Um, yeah. I was mainly at the first one, but actually, um, I, I switched over to Rhino a few years back. So Aha. that's kind of the main one that I was at, at uh, more recently. So Spearmint Rhino, a chain that's come up on the on the podcast and uh, some some venues all over the world, but in Las Vegas, a very large venue. And, and Boise, of all places, has one. I don't say that's weird. It's weird to me because when I went and did comedy for the first time there, you stay at the hotel. It's like that modern hotel down, down the street. Mm-hmm. And then I walked to the club and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a spearmint rhino. I've been to that one. In Vegas. That's, that's surprising to me because it's right there across from the car wash, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. yep. so go visit uh, all of the folks at Spearmint Rhino in Boise, Idaho, and maybe Roxy will be there working. Uh, I think there was a bunch of things we didn't cover because it's like uh, that, that I had told you in advance that we would, but that yeah, I have stuff, notes. You are so you're uh, you're so sweet. I saw you looking down at them, and that is so phenomenal and wonderful, and I love it so much. Um, we uh, but that stuff about dancing solo one on one is so interesting to me and so great that we just just kind of went that route, and that's great to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I am curious. Last question about that, that might connect, it might wrap into working in the clubs too, but like, did you play music? Did they choose the music? Did you just dance to nothing? Like, how did that work? No, no, it, it was a whole, I, I planned the whole thing. So of course, you back create then, a whole set with music and an outfit and a thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to use all of the same songs with with people because most of them were, you know, one time. One time, yeah. Um, but I basically just created a, my own playlist of songs. Um, and of course, back then, this was just on an iPod uh, before smartphones were big. Um, but yeah, I created a whole list of songs and I even created my own like dance routine around my furniture because I had to kind of guide around furniture and get, <laughs> on, really get on the couch. It's a college place. It wasn't like you had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it wasn't a big space. So I literally had to, to do stuff on a couch and a chair and table um, and the floor. And um, yeah, so I created like a whole routine um, sort of around them. Now, if I had a regular customer, then I would have to kind of mix it up a Switch little bit. Most people were just like one timers. So mm-hmm. do you remember the song or the music or the, t- you know, do you remember like yeah. what the go to? Yeah, so actually, that was one of your questions about like yeah. best stripper song. Yeah, and so I actually have three. Oh, so like, yeah, oh. let's do it. Top so three. I was like, yeah, because I was like, oh, I don't know if I could think of just one, but my number one, um, even now that I still love, is um, "Ball and Biscuit" by the White Stripes. Ooh. So that's okay. my favorite one. It's it's classic. It's got that rock kind of vibe, but it's still sexy. Um, so that one is a really good one. It's actually really long. It's like six minutes, but 
It's oh, really good. I dance to that one, but they won't let you play that in the club. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do, but they just cut it. They cut it short. They but do. Oh. That one, yeah, that one's classic. Um, the second one is more all-time classic, which is um, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Ooh. That's a classic. Everybody loves yes. that song, and everyone knows the song. Um, so that one is definitely more, more slow. I, I tend to do the more, more slow, sultry, kind of flowy kind of vibe is usually kind of what I go for. Um, yeah. So that one works really well for that. And then the other one, um, you might not know, but I love it, is called The Gambler by Exhibit. Oh. So that one, it's been in a few movies, um, but it's really, it just makes me feel like a badass when I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I'm definitely... Great. And I'm definitely a little more shy. So I sometimes I need those songs to really like pump me up and get me going. So I kind of go with either songs that make me like feel sexy, like where I want to like have sex with someone and sultry or like those uh -huh. really kind of fun, like heavy beat rock kind of songs. So I kind of switch between the, the both of those vibes. Um, That's great. So, yeah. And those three are unique. Those three are all unique from each other. So great, great choices. Yeah. And I've never yeah. heard those three. I mean, I know Chris Isaac is a very, that song is very sexy and typically considered that, but I haven't heard a, a stripper or dancer uh, mention mm -hmm. it before. Uh, uh, you did homework and you wrote out notes and you prepared. So I don't want to leave anything unsaid that you have there that you're like, oh, I want to make sure I mention this. So if you yeah. do, please, please uh, take a peek at your notes and make sure you share it before we end the podcast. While you're doing that, I'll remind folks that we are on Patreon at Stripper Whisper and at Stripper Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Corey Michaelis Comedy on Instagram and all the other social media apps, including Twitter and OnlyFans, just as jokes. There's, do you have an OnlyFans? Um, I, I don't, oh, I thought right. about it, but no, not currently, no. Got it, got <laughs> it. I just have like one post up as a joke, but because uh, mm -hmm. um, me and my buddy talk about it on my other podcast, which is called mm -hmm. Homeschool with a K, check it out. And uh uh yeah so make sure you follow roxy on all those things and if you go to boise reach out and say hi and be really polite and cool and uh maybe she'll be working at that time uh, we covered a lot of it anything that we missed that you're like i want to make sure i say this because it's interesting yeah um well you asked about just why i chose to dance and i touched yeah. on it maybe a little bit sure. um but in terms of um just pole dancing in general um, the one thing that really appealed to me once I started, you know, taking more classes and learning about it, um, is, I mean, there's a ton, but, um, of course exercise, I'm not a gym person. So pole dancing is a really awesome way if you just like dancing, but it's, it's a lot harder workout. Um, the other thing for me, just seeing in the strip clubs is just like the acrobaticness. I think it's so cool air, um, you know, you're completely just holding yourself up there. So all the shapes you can make um, with your own body, it just baffles my mind. And I still see girls do more advanced moves. And I'm like, how do you do that? Uh -huh. Is just Me so too. cool. So it's, yeah, so it's really appealing. And especially once you even get up there and you're like, how do I get out of this weird position? And <laughs> it can feel really awkward, but once you get it, it's really uh, rewarding uh, and challenging. Um, Let's see. And also just, um, how do I explain it? Kind of the 
sexual awareness and sensualness of just being in your own body and being with one with yourself. And this is a big thing that pole dancers are trying to break the stigma of the sex object part of stripping. And so I'm a very much an advocate for just pole dancing in general because um, it's almost very therapeutic. Um, I've had a lot of you know chronic pain and, and it's actually helped in a lot of ways. Um, and a lot of people go to pole dancing for very different reasons, even strippers. Um, that's one thing I wanted to touch on as well, just how we all have our own reasons for doing it. And I think that's really interesting. If you just talk to, like, if you're a customer, you really should just talk to them about their life story and why they're involved. I think it's really fascinating. Um, yeah, because some of us come from, like, no background at all having to do with it. And then other people have their own reasons. So um, I think it's just really interesting um, what it can do for you and help you and in a healthy way. Because some people approach it in an unhealthy way and then other people approach it in a healthy way. So I just think that's really interesting uh, what you can get out of it. Um, yes. And... If you're a customer. Oh, and sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. I was. Gonna... If you're a customer and you're speaking and asking questions to a stripper, I think that that's a general. Make sure your tone is, a, is something that is positive and. Uh, Make sure, like, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, the idea of smoking weed for your health was, like, not pervasive in America. And it kind of is now in most, in a lot of states and cities in America. Okay, so, like, pole dancing. Okay, well, dancing, great to most Americans in terms of, like, an okay thing to do and healthy and fit and we all you know do it at weddings and like that's mm -hmm. fine with partners sometimes partners we've never met before and everybody's fine with that but then all of a sudden you introduce a poll and replace and the part and now it's like something that's not okay or wrong or mm -hmm. weird or odd that makes yep. that like i literally could i think i could sit down every conserve conservative that's just me american who feels that way and go you're really you, does that make sense and i think i could convince mm -hmm. them to go no it doesn't make sense but i don't know why i just don't like it or you know whatever mm -hmm. so yeah. to me uh i'd say maybe just sort of have a little more logic and reason to this thing of like i i like to swim when i go to the gym because to mm -hmm. me that's like burn some calories i hate running it doesn't it's not for me it's not my thing and if it was a little bit more socially acceptable i and i and i honestly don't hesitate to do things because it's not socially acceptable but i probably would be doing pole dance i mean that sounds like a perfect way to get there are men there are men that do it yeah as there I should be <laughs> it's, it's becoming a lot more frequent with men and they wear heels too so. Hey, that sounds hard and tough and it makes it would make my calves look pretty and I'm into it because my calves right now are pretty pretty sad let's be honest yeah. uh nobody's seen my calves who listens to the podcast but um so yeah I, I like I hate squats I hate running I hate so my legs I forgot leg day years ago I forgot it because I've never done it so to me 
this is a this would be like a great way to to stay fit and uh, anyway i i think it's the, sort of the whole point of the podcast is normalize and you've been a phenomenal guest to help kind of because you're not it's not like your full-time job it's just it's a thing mm -hmm. you do and there's some extra money and there's health and there's uh in confidence and interest and confidence yeah. and there's value for you beyond the money and so yeah it's very empowering um in a lot of ways mm -hmm. yeah well we, yeah we, go ahead yeah um yeah so i was just gonna say that um yeah it's 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 weird. Like my parents know I pole dance. They don't know I strip, but they know I pole dance and they still don't accept it. Like it's wow. still like they have not, like my dad's come to one performance. My mom has not been to a single one. It's weird to me, just logically speaking of like, it's just a piece of metal that I'm dancing with. I'm not, you know, I could be dancing sexy without a pole. Like I don't need a pole to be sexy. And, and, and with pole dancing at a studio, you're not always dancing sexy either. I've been to plenty of other styles. And that's also why it appeals to me. You can do whatever style you want. You can just dance and just add a pole into the mix. So, but yeah, it's strange how that stigma is still there. And so we're definitely trying to break that down and make it a little more acceptable. And yet there has been 17 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. With scantily clad... <laughs> celebrities and non-celebrities dance together on each other mm -hmm. which i think is great but very ironic to me that that's like totally fine my parents you know parents around the world and in the midwest and in the wherever are watching that show going this is the best thing this is great and then yet if there was pole dancing with the stars they would be like i'm out like, well, that doesn't mm -hmm. really logically make any sense at all. Uh, yeah. And I like how you said it's a piece of metal. Um, yeah, that's all it is. It's a tool. It's a tool. It's an accessory. Yeah, well, they, don't uh, like the words, they don't like the word tool. That, that creeps them out, I think. And, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> accessory might work better. But yeah. uh, you were yeah. phenomenal to talk to. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm sorry I was bad at uh, conveying the time difference because I always forget that you Idahoans, even though you're real close, you're an hour different. And uh, Arizona too, they don't do daylight savings. So they're on a, on a different time. And I always forget that too. But uh, thank you so much. Thank you everybody for listening. And uh, oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, she has her hand raised. One more thing. Well, um, if you have time, um, oh, I have plenty. I, I have plenty. I hope, I hope you can edit it in. Um, so it was just another some of the crazy story stuff. Yes, you ask, asked about. Crazy story. Um, Doesn't matter the order. Yeah, because I because <laughs> I didn't really talk about actual experiences really like in the clubs. That's true. Um, as That's being true. a stripper, we mostly focused on my solo stuff. So um, I did want to tell you a, a, some small stuff, really. Um, but you, you had asked about, yeah, what customers have asked to do or, or they've asked yeah. me to do Again, yeah. So we, we're always curious uh, um, on the pod, like, because people come in and, and I'm always interested in finding, like I've heard like smell my armpits and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff or whatever. <laughs> but uh, this is always, it's, it's in it, again, from the angle of like, not shame, but from the angle of like, some people like this and that, and they come to you a safe place in their mind of like, 
hey, nobody's here that I know. And I can ask something of her that I can't ask, or I don't feel like I can ask my partner or partners or whatever. So yeah, I, I we're always intrigued and interested in hearing about that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just a couple things um, in terms of what they have requested from me. Um, I already touched on the one gentleman who wasn't in the club, the solo guy, that situation, uh-huh. which we took yeah. care of. Um, yeah, yeah. The another one in the club um, that I've had, which is kind of fun, but for me, it, it was new was um, the foot fetish. Uh, uh, so yeah. that was very interesting. I, I had several people um, that that was a thing and I was happy to oblige because a lot of them would um, want to just feet. like massage my feet. <laughs> and I'm like, sure. I spent all night <laughs> in my high heels. So uh, that worked out quite well. Um, but some of them in particular requested other things with feet um some were uh like foot jobs um Mm. pants on so you know nothing super crazy but then some even like wanted me to put my like rub my feet like on their face okay to like stroke to like stroke their face with my feet like the soles of my feet sure Uh, that and also like to suck on my toes sure <laughs> so, um, so those are always really interesting. I've done two of those three things, <laughs> uh, okay. but not in a fetish way. In a uh, why not way, I, th- I think mm-hmm. is sort of an approach I've got. So that's uh, the stroking the face. Yeah, like full I, full foot, like this, yeah. and just like all over, and just yeah. Interesting lips, all of his face, and and yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted to like use their tongue and like touch it, and also even just looking at this old foot. Like, they would like have me stroke their face and then they'd have me back up my foot like about a couple inches so they could just stare at the sole of my foot, not even the front, not even the, the manicured part. <laughs> Fancy, no, and I have like, soul. and I have a tattoo on my foot, not even that part, just the back, just the very bottom. It's, it's a thing of, uh, uh, you know, it's just the <laughs> taboo maybe, but it's also just a spot on the body that isn't typically seen uh, yeah. is intriguing mm-hmm. to people and interesting and, uh, and for some very, very sexy. So um, yeah. apparently I have sexy feet. I, <laughs> I didn't think so. Hey, I, I'm sure you, <laughs> mine are gross. Uh, I... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I won't talk about it. But uh, so I, but I, I haven't. What is interesting, I haven't heard as much. Certainly not as much, but I don't know if I've ever heard of the reverse at all. Uh, oh, oh, uh, someone who identifies as a woman or not a man and being very interested in a man's feet—that's not something I've heard much. Yeah. Of. I agree. Um, uh, I kind of think it's maybe because maybe women's feet are more attractive. Um, That's also, sure, true. But, yeah, and uh, also cleanliness was a thing where mm-hmm. they wanted very clean feet. So I'm like, I wonder if because men's feet oh. are more dirty or like hairy, maybe it's a hygiene thing too, possibly. Interesting. So I've heard a yeah. decent amount. I've heard a decent amount of they like this. There's there's a aroma that uh, is interesting for some. Mm. Some mm-hmm. men too. But yeah, and the smoothness uh, too. They always talk about like the smooth feet. So maybe men's feet are more wrinkly or leathery. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. They definitely so. are. 
that, that's for sure true wrinkly or leathery i like it yeah. uh well thank you so much again and you I'm, I'm so glad we uh we made sure to take a peek and see if there's anything else you want to talk about because that stuff was yeah. totally worthwhile and i don't edit i can't edit i don't know how to edit so people are listening you hear this as it happened and that was what you you know what i think that was what you were supposed to hear uh what uh what we were taught what we talked about was what was supposed to be talked about so yeah i have one uh, more story oh yes little one god stories are the best yes please (laughs) okay um yeah so this one was also at the club um this one was pretty recent so it's 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 funny um i I love yes please funny is great (laughs) (laughs) so so this one um was basically an older gentleman um that came in and basically requested all these things for me, which were not, I don't want to say abnormal, but it was more of a funny situation. So I was up dancing on the stage. I would say uh, typical. Typical <laughs> versus not typical. Yeah, well, it wasn't typical. typical for me. But right, it doesn't, that, there's no negative connotation of typical or not typical. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah. not typical. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, so I was on stage and um just dancing and and doing my set and so he comes over to the rails and I you know go up to him and um it wasn't super busy at the time but it was in the evening on a weekend and um so I go up to him and he tells me he's like he's like like spread your legs and like flash me your your coochie right but of course he's a coochie um you know I don't exactly remember but that is that word sticks in my brain so I want to say yes (laughs) <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Interesting route. He and, went. Okay. And um, of course, you know, we can't legally actually flash, but I basically spread my legs, right? And so I not I of course though, because remember everyone, this is Idaho where it's not legal <laughs> and some places, Portland, uh some places uh-huh. Vegas. Anyway, okay. But in, in Idaho, not not legal, not within the rules of the club. You spread your legs, had your bikini yeah, on so or I, bottoms on, and I, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like laying on the floor so I can have my legs sort of yeah. straddled, pointed at him. Uh, and I started doing this wavy leg sexy thing that I'm doing. And then he goes, um, oh, shoot, what was it? Have I written down? Oh, and then he goes, and then he goes, tell me you're a bad girl. Like, say I'm a bad girl, like out loud. <laughs> and he's like trying to scream at me because he's kind of old, so he can't talk very loud. <laughs> He says, "Here, girl, while you're and doing it, you need it. to yell it back to him because he can't hear it very well. Also, so yeah. That's very yeah, okay. So I, yeah, so I start saying it, and then, um, and, and he he tips pretty well, and, and yeah. I get through that. So then I finish my, and but he kept wanting me to do the same thing. He kept like I would do a little something else and come back to him, and he just would always want me to like keep spreading my legs. And so I do that, and then I get done with my set, and I I leave the stage." Um, but he's still sitting and he actually sort of like waved me over. And so I sat next to him um, at the tip rail and we just start talking and um, he's a really nice guy. And, but then he, <laughs> then he tells me like, go and get me some drinks. Like basically wanted me to be his waitress. Uh-huh. And I'm like, we have waitresses for that. Like I didn't, I was just more of like, okay, I totally can. But like, you don't have to have me do it. Like there's plenty of girls that are come up to you and be your waitress. And he's like, no, just get it for me. And he like gives me a bunch of money and tells me what to order. Oh my gosh. <laughs> sends me up to the bar. And so I do it and that's fine. And he gave me all this money and he's like, give this money to this bartender lady over there. So basically yeah. I'm like the servant 
And this happened, this goes on for hours. So I go through dancing for him and then coming down and then getting him drinks and coming back and sitting in for him for a while. And, and we're talking and, um, and he keeps running out of money. So he keeps going to the ATM to get money. Oh my gosh. And I think, I think there was a point where he actually like got his, his max, like it wouldn't let him <laughs> money at a certain point. Um, but I remember the part that was the funniest for me um, was at a certain point, he, I, I looked kind of old, I think, cause you know, we're in like bikinis and I think it was probably October. So I was, he thought I was cold for some reason. So he has this bag next to him and he pulls out like a sweater and gives it to me. <laughs> this like old man sweater and i kid you not i i have this sweater oh my god and but i love it like it actually looks it's good on me it's like cute. a reddish brown but it has like cardigan rainbow. style yeah, kind of yeah. right like uh yeah mr rogers neighborhood is what we're looking at if you're listening on the podcast it does really kind of nice little flow from the um uh auburn yeah. ginger red hair yeah. through to the and you kept yes. it and he a I man at a strip club <laughs> paid you to clothe yourself yeah he's like here his you clothing. Go. he's like, he's <laughs> like here put this on but he didn't say it was his but he has a sure. whole bag and there was multiple things in it and he just whips it out and is like here, you should have this. You look cold. <laughs> and Are you sure he didn't buy it from the thrift store that you used to work at when you were 19? <laughs> okay. It all comes back around. Yeah. And I even looked and like, this is like expensive. Like the brand is actually expensive and like wool. And anyway, so at first I thought it was, yeah, some cheapy homelessy sweater sure. or something weird. And it turned out to be this like really nice sweater. And, and then also later in the night, the bag that he has he starts pulling out like socks like like store-bought like brand new not not creepy sure. old thrift store socks but like those like slipper socks that have the little stickies on the bottom oh yeah um if you know what i'm talking about sure. and like multiple sets and he starts giving them out to the bartender ladies because he likes them i think he was a, an established customer and knew a lot of these girls and he's like here you want one and here you want and then he gave me one <laughs> So I have a sweater and socks and he gave me a beanie at the very end of the night, like Holy just a beanie. So he was super great and like paid really well and tipped really well, but it's just funny just judging from his looks. Like he looked like he could have been a homeless person, just the way he dressed yes. and appeared and even sort of talked yet. He's like giving out all this stuff and tipped really well. Um, so that was such a great, like entertaining, funny night um that's very just memorable to me and the fact that i still wear this sweater all the time and i love that's it that's awesome uh, and wild so that's probably I... like the best gift i've ever gotten from a customer that's great <laughs> i don't think we've heard a guest say the perfect patron who's some is somebody who pulls a sweater and socks out <laughs> of their bag and gives them to you but uh hey fellas yeah. and ladies and ladies yeah. uh if you if you put clothes on the stripper <laughs> and <laughs> tip her well, points. yeah, brownie points, you might end up on a podcast down the road. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad we fucking waited for that story because that's so amazing too. You're you're the best. I I really appreciate you for uh, thinking through your your answers and all that kind of stuff. That's so great. And 
Uh, people are going to love to listen to this and, uh, you know, no, it's only like 10 people, but those 10 people, I have a feeling (laughs) are going to follow you on, uh, you know, social Instagram and, um, it's ginger underscore the underscore poll. No, just kidding. Ginger underscore poll underscore dancer. Just ginger poll dancer with underscores. underscores. The, the, (laughs) the, the got in my way. No, the, but I think we've said it. Nobody's listening at this point in the podcast anymore, unfortunately. And I turned it off, but uh, you were great. You were very interesting. Very fun. Thank you so, so much for joining yeah. us. And uh, everybody follow all the things and listen next week again. Uh, bye. Thank you so much.